five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. 32 minutes past the hour. Welcome aboard. I'm your host, Star, and this is Interstellar Introspections. Hi, guys. Welcome back. I need to kind of apologize for this audio quality. The echo is insane. Um, today's recording situation is a little... I feel like every, every time, every episode, it's going to be a little different. Today, it's a little bit more of a treat. Okay, let me just get into it. I have a very special announcement. I'm in person with Celine. Hi, Celine. Hi, Louis. <laughs> Why did you say that? Hi, Celine. <laughs> okay, today's episode. Is... I'm in person. <laughs> today's episode is going to be so much different than our usual episodes because when me and Celine are together, we can see each other. So we're gonna. It's going to be a little bit more of a... Um, I hope we can see each other. What do you mean? <laughs> on Zoom, we don't look at each Okay, it's going to be a little bit more relaxed because we're going to be laughing a lot. Um, also, the audio quality is horrible because we're in a room. That's it's also in a library, so... But it's really echoey in here. So I'm so sorry in advance for this uh, echoey sound, but I feel like the content that we're going to create, being together in the same vicinity, will be a lot better and appreciated by you guys. So, um, So, how's your week been? We actually haven't seen each other in a very long time. A lot's been going on. This weekend was Valentine's Day. How was how was that for you? It was cute. Um, I don't have a I didn't have a Valentine, but I did do Galentines. That's cute. Um, so that was really fun. It's my first time. It was my first time doing Galentines. I didn't even know that was like a thing. Really? You know what I'm saying? I I knew it was a thing, but I didn't know people actually did that. You were like, oh, it's like an Instagram thing. Like that's what maybe I thought, but like we were actually like the only group of girls like sitting at a table. Was it like all couples around you? Everyone was coupled, like men, girls, and they were either on double dates. Like we were literally the whole group of girls. I feel like not a lot of people do Galentines, but we were a single group of girls. We said we finna go out. Oh, all of you were single. Well, pretty much. Okay. there was one girl who wasn't single. <laughs> she left her boy to the side. <laughs> he, he wasn't big on Valentine's Day, so uh, it was fine. Okay. Um, and she was okay with us anyway, so it wasn't that big of a deal. But yeah, how was your Valentine's? What did you do? Nothing. Did you have a Valentine? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no. I hate this chair. Valentine's Day was very uneventful for me. Nothing crazy. Um, my family went out, uh, cause they have my, my, I also live with my cousin, my aunt, my uncle, my aunt, my aunt, my aunt, my uncle went out and then my cousin, her boyfriend came into town and so she went out with him. So I was at my house, um, actually writing the script for the podcast. <laughs> so I was just chilling. Um, but in relation to last week, nothing else eventful happened for me. I was just doing schoolwork. And uh, trying to grow and thrive. Mm, yeah, Husper. Um, yeah, same. It's been a busy week with school. Honestly, there's a lot going on. I had like my first couple of exams. You have an exam this week too. I do. Like I just feel like I wasn't prepared for like all of this stuff like to happen so fast. But it's already late end of February, basically. I know. It's, isn't that weird? Like, we've been in school for a whole month already. But not even just that. I feel like the year just started. You know what I mean? Like It's crazy. I hate this time of the year. It's I insane. don't like it. I just really am excited for summer for some reason. I'm not. 
I am. Anyways. But to give you guys a little bit of perspective, because as you know, we are pre-recording a lot of the episodes. That way I don't fall behind in posting. Today is February 15th, so the day after Valentine's Day. When you guys see this, it'll probably be March. Um, so with that being said, I do want to just give perspective and say this is actually the week that we're posting our first episode and launching the podcast. And this is exciting in the moment for me, but obviously in a few weeks when this episode goes out, it's not going to be like, exactly, it's going to be a thing. But I did want to like, just say like, hopefully so far the episodes have been doing great. (laughs) And um, yeah, that's basically all I can say on it right now, because as you know, this isn't live. So, but um, yeah, we do have a new kind of thing going on. Celine, you want to give a little information? Oh, information. Okay, so we have this little segment. It's going to be called Cosmic Candids. Um, we love a space-themed we, podcast. We, we, I mean, I didn't think I didn't come up with this name. Obviously, it was <laughs> the star himself of the whole show, but um, it's basically something that's going to get us warmed up for the main topic, so that we're going to just have a little conversation. So, um, I, I, I want to know. Mm. How often do you think you dream? Uh, lately, not that much. And I think it goes hand in hand with our last episode where we talked about like our imaginations and stuff like that. Like I feel like as I get older, my imagination goes down and so does my like my my dreams. You know what I mean? I have dreams sometimes. My dreams aren't as vivid and like uh, I think they're called lucid dreams. Like lucid I used dreams. to have a lot of lucid dreams when Those I was younger. Are scary. Uh, no. They're scary. They're- it depends. It's a weird. It's weird. It's lucid because it feels so. You can control real. it. Yeah, exactly. And so I used to be able to really control my dreams and wake myself up from them and know what was going on. But now lately, my dreams kind of control themselves, and I don't know if it's because of stress or whatever. But um, I think as we age, we kind of just lose it. I don't know. But I, yeah, I don't dream as often I as I used heard to. That I even heard a theory that as you get older, you stop dreaming. Not that you stop dreaming, but I think you stop dreaming as vividly. Maybe. Depending that on makes your sense. situation. Yeah. I mean, I used to have, not to do with dreaming, but like to me it was the scariest thing, sleep paralysis. Oh, no, that's terrifying. And it was terrifying, period, because it's like, you know how you said lucid dreams, you can control it, and like you know, like per sleep paralysis, like you're literally paralyzed. You can't control like, it. Like you're in a dream or you're in this weird state of mind, and like you literally are stuck. Like your body, you're trying to wake up, but it's like your mind wakes up before your body. So it's like a really trippy situation. I used to have them a lot when I was younger, and I guess you're right. As you get older, you kind of grow out of it. But I, I, I know I did have a couple probably like last year still. Like they're very sporadic, and I think it all happens to me when I'm more stressed in life. And I honestly, in, in my perspective, I do dream. Um, I have pretty vivid dreams actually sometimes. But I think that the dreams that I have like are always something that has to do with my real life. Like mm-hmm. if I'm stressed in the moment, I'll like be having specific dreams to that. Um, but yeah, I I don't like dreaming. To do you, be you don't like it? That's a very hot topic. I That's like a hot hot opinion I guess you would like. I know because a lot of people are like, oh, I had a dream, da da da, and sometimes I feel like I wake up from dreams and I'm just pissed off. Mm, you have a lot of bad dreams, like not nightmares, but just bad I occurrences like, in the dreams. I have bad and it's very vivid dreams, and mm-hmm. they're like not the there's not good things happening in my dreams like ever. It's always bad things, and mm-hmm. I, like I said, like I really think that like what goes on in your real life, like day to day, I think dreams 
for some reason, like just your your body, obviously it's your it's your mind. So your mind knows consciously what's going on. Yeah. It's like you'll dream about those things, and like to me, it's crazy. There's a lot of research and stuff on dreams. I feel like people are still trying to figure it out because they really are. Your dreams have to be trying to tell you something. No, one hundred percent. I I agree with you because it's. I used to have dreams like every single time someone passed away and I've had a lot of death in my life when I was especially when I was younger I used to dream about them the next day or like within that week of them passing away having them in my dream saying some meaningful things and then you know I would never think about to have that dream like that again so I I was going to actually ask you when you were younger and even now did you think that maybe that sleep paralysis was like something like like some people believe it's demons or like or even some people believe it's like like positive things I have an experience where when my grandmother passed away, I don't know if I actually experienced that sleep paralysis feeling, but when I was when I was dreaming, I felt it. In my dream, I wasn't awake, if that makes sense. Like, in my dream, I was imagining myself going through that, but in real life, I didn't. I wasn't actually awake. You weren't actually awake. Exactly. My grandmother was, like, holding me down and, like, saying, like, really nice things. She wasn't, like, saying anything bad. Um, but last year when I was really stressed, I did experience where I stopped breathing in the middle of my sleep. It felt like that, and so I woke up because I felt like I stopped breathing. And it happened so often that I actually considered going to the doctor about it because I thought I was dying in my sleep. No, because... No, wait a second. That's no, a little... Oh, we just took a turn. No, because I used to... I actually got my tonsils removed because they were so big when I was younger that I would choke in my sleep. So I thought that something... My health was, like, picking up, and my family has a bunch of asthma in our life. So I thought I was... Genuinely, I was concerned for my life. Thank God it went away. Stop laughing. I'm serious. I was genuinely concerned. I was. But anyway, back. I asked. So I asked you, did you think it was. Did you think a demon was holding on to you? Let me tell you something. I know a lot of damn demons are holding on to me. No, I'm just kidding. Honestly, I don't know. Like I said, the sleep paralysis when I was younger was the worst because it was genuinely, I was having nightmares. Like they were scary things happening, and then I couldn't wake up. So it was really, really bad, and it was, I just, I can, re- I even remember some of the ones that I had, because they were so scary and so bad, like, it sometimes involved my parents, oh, wow. my family, and it was bad things happening to them, and like, mm-hmm. I don't know, just really scary things, but, um, of course, like, I did grow out of them to, grow out of them mm-hmm. to a point, um, but I still think it's very, very much triggered by stress. I think that is like one of the things that triggers sleep paralysis. I remember looking into this a lot because it used it was to interesting. Yeah, it's not. It's interesting for people to hear about it, but when it's actually happening to you, it's, yeah, I it's mean, literally. I, I can't. I don't. I have never met anyone else in my life that has had experienced sleep paralysis. I know other people do, mm-hmm. but it's actually not as common. I haven't, I mean, I've heard my, like, not friends, but, like, people that I met in school have said they had it, but, like, I, you're the first person that's, like, actually, like, describing it to me, other than watching it on TV or something. Yeah, no, but, like, I've never met somebody else in my, in my own personal life that has had sleep paralysis. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, my family, my friends, everybody, even people that I come in contact with. Which is where some people say that it's, like, family, like, uh, generational, so, like, that's surprising that you're the only one. I talked, I talked to my brother about it, he's only had, and he still does have his moments where he has the lucid dreams, that's all he Mm -hmm. has. But that's not. But I asked him if he's ever had sleep paralysis, he said no. Mm. So he has the lucid dreams, I personally don't think I've ever had a lucid dream, Mm -hmm. so we could differ in that. Yeah. But. I mean, this kind of goes hand in hand with, like, kind of. You know, like you mentioned, how stressful our lives can influence or what events are going on in our lives that can influence yeah. our dreams. So how much would you say that your brain gets crowded 
in general, like not just with dreams, but like in general, like with life, events. A hundred percent, my brain is always crowded. I mean, always. Like, honestly, my day to day is literally like, especially right now, I don't have. I feel like I don't even have time to like catch a breath. I'm like always doing something. If it's work related, I work three days out of the week, and I feel like I work every day of the week. Mm-hmm. And I mean, because then I go to class. I'm at class almost every day. I have all these things I have to do, like exams and just stuff. And honestly, like a lot of people can relate to this. Like I'm not the only one in the world that goes to work and and goes to school, right? But I mean, majority of our age group is experienced stress at a very young age. Mm -hmm. And then when you have people coming in and telling you, oh, you're too young to be stressed. It's like, don't tell me how to, don't tell me. Don't, and then that stresses me out even more. Like my parents, for example, think that I live the life I'm like, I'm like, did you, did you, I literally, I'm a slave to my job. I, I don't even understand how I do my job for so little of what I get paid. Like, it's mm-hmm. a joke. That stresses me out, one. No, I mean, low-key, high-key. Please. No, high-key, actually. Like, you it's deserve actually more. Terrible. It's actually sad. It's so Not sad. Not sad, but, like, you know what I mean. Like No, it's really sad. For the work that she does, because like, we used to work I together. I don't, I'm sitting there, and I'm giving medical advice. And she's not getting compensated. It's right. It's crazy. Like, I do as much work as the pharmacist does. And she's not a pharmacist. I'm not a pharmacist. But she does. Put that on record. I'm dead. Anyways, I don't know. Like, of course, my brain is always crying. I'm always thinking about things. I'm thinking about my family. I'm thinking about my friends. I, I want to make sure everyone's okay. No, yeah. I, else, it's just so much anxiety. And it's not just that. It's also like, like, I'm in the same boat as you. Like, right now... I am a little bit less stressed because of the situation that I'm in. But before this, you could vouch for me. I was like, I was never oh my home. God. I was always doing something, and it honestly, I'm very grateful for this moment because even though I am stressed about my situation I'm going through, it's still nice to know that. It's still nice to f- not feel as crowded as I was, time. and it gives me an opportunity to kind of <clears throat> tap back into what I really enjoyed, which was creating content yeah. and being active. Um, and engaging with people that I never thought I would. Like, me and Selena have been able and blessed, have been blessed with the opportunity to meet every week and, like, kind of have a study session, and that's what this is right now. This is what we usually use as a time that we come and we try to get things done. Which, which we I, both did which this morning. Which I feel like actually helps me a lot. Oh, really? Like, throughout the week, like, just let's take a moment. Like, things like this really do help you get into, like, because it's, like, something that's consecutive. Mm-hmm. I like when things are consecutive, I hate change. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. So like the consecutive, like coming. Wait, give me your sign. What does that mean? Just say your sign. My what is that? Libra. I'm not a Libra. <laughs> I know you're not a Sag. And you guys, he said, he said, give them your say your sign, and then he whispers Libra. I'm a Virgo. You know guys- and the way he just whispered, you're a Libra to me. I really was about to drop kick him across the table. You stay saying that. What else did you think? You thought I was a Sagittarius? I am born in August. But the thing is, is I I'm know. I'm a Virgo. What am I? What am I? He's going to say Libra in 20 minutes. Watch. I'm going to ask again in 20 minutes. No. In 20 minutes, I'm going to be like, what's my sign? He's but the be thing like, is, Sagittarius. Guys, I'm very. <laughs> no, I'm very bad with birthdays. I forgot my own birthday one year. But I know when your birth- birthday in August. I don't know the date right now. Don't even try me. I don't know. I'm not gonna go lie to you. No, I don't this know is a bad. Right this now. is this is a bad friend right here, guys. But anyway, that is one of the most important things. The birthday. Celine's when's my birthday? What? When's my birthday? May. Okay. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. No, so, no, no, wait, wait, wait. May twenty second. I'm close though. It's a twenty something, right? 
Okay, so that was a very off-topic thing. I just wanted you to know her sign because she was explaining her thinking and her viewpoint on, like, she was like, I need a strategic, like, um, schedule and stuff like that. I love that. I think my life is in order when that happens. And you know what's funny? Uh, I wanted to know how, like, we kind of get back into the creative mindset, which I mentioned for me right now, this time of not being so crowded in my head has really been giving me the opportunity to become more, not become more creative, but really get back into that creative flow that I used to be in. And I was going to mention to you, like, I wanted to know your process of tapping back into that. But also, I feel like, not to say you're not creative, but I feel like you are more, like, methodical. Like, you are more, like, numbers-based. And I don't know if that has to do with, like, obviously, like, not everything has to do with our freaking major, but we pick our majors based on our interests. And her interest is, her major is, like, bio-themed, bio right? So that is more, like, scientific, methodical, and, like, numbers-based. Analytical is what I'm trying to well, yeah, I'm, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say that I was, like, I'm into numbers. I'm not really into numbers. It's more like I like the biology part of it. So, like, this, like, like the structure. Life. Yeah, stuff like that. Things that make sense that really, that, that don't change. Like, our bodies obviously change, but certain things that, uh, that the way things function in our bodies don't change. And, I don't know, I just, I like learning stuff like that. Right now, I am doing more numbers mm-hmm. of the part of my major and I don't like it mm-hmm. um, but I do like more of learning of like like I took an endocrinology class which is like hormones and like your thyroid and so, like stuff like that and I thought that was really interesting um, so stuff like that is definitely good I don't like numbers though so what would you say gets you into that creative space then if you're more of like a structured based person or do you not would you say you don't have a, like a really creative mindset which is fine not everybody I is creatively I don't inclined. think I have a cre- I don't I really don't mm-hmm. I've always said I am the least creative person I actually hate thinking of ways to be creative wow um, which I've... we are all creative in our own ways but I get what you're saying. When you think creative, you think of like building your own things or like, 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 yeah, she's like not in. I just don't even have time for that. Like, I literally don't even have time to sit here and be creative and like do these, all these little, like, like, I'll pay someone to do that. Arts and crafts <laughs> and all this. I ain't got any time and time for that. But, um, like, what would you consider creative? Like, what, what do you, what do you consider being creative? It's very let hard me, for me, me to let describe. Me, let me, yeah. It's very hard for me to describe. Because what does it mean to be creative? That's what I said. Everyone's you creative in be, their own way. Yeah, well, that's true. But when you say be creative, I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to sit here and draw, you know, no. Picasso. No, that's... Picasso over here. No, like, you could be creative in, like... like I don't even... Like, building things? Like, not, like, I don't know how to explain like it. Like, Ikea furniture? T- like, me, me, <laughs> me, being creative is... Like me creating this podcast, creating like just being, like like just I don't. It's so hard for me it's to explain. Weird. It's weird because, because it's, I don't it could be so many things exactly. Like for you being creative, I would say is even you figuring out different studying habits. Like you just mentioned how going here, which I was the one that brought up the idea of studying. But I said at a Starbucks when Celine mentioned the place that we're in right now, which is kind of like an office situation. I think I explained it last episode. Oh, no, I didn't because you weren't here. Um, She was very creative with that introduction. I would have never thought about doing something like that. So that's, like, something I would consider creative. It's something that's different from other people's thinking. studying different ways. Yeah. Yeah, That's that's different. I guess I would describe it as interpreting life in a different way. Or... Just finding things. Finding different things, things that exactly to do yeah. that you know work for you and that are different. That are different exactly. Okay, I mean like you know, creative can mean like you said very different things, but 
I just wouldn't, the, the way that I think of being creative is not like that, but like if I was to think of it like that, okay, you then would I, would, I would say I'm a little creative, but the way that like you grew up saying, oh, you're so creative, like, like you're so artistic, art, yeah, you're, so, you're so artistic, you yeah. have such a great art ability, oh, you could draw free hands, That's not and like in, in art class, like I used to be like, oh my god, like I, 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 felt <laughs> a little, I felt a little stupid because, you know, everyone who's really good at art got praised and like, oh my god, you have such a creative mind, like. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Like, the way creative is described is, like, different for every person. Um, but that was our Cosmic Candid session. I hope you guys enjoyed. Sorry, that was kind of a rough transition from our conversation on those topics. But like Celine said, they're just kind of really rough-based questions around the main topic um, to kind of get our conversation going, our thoughts provoked, and uh, really just slowly introduce the main topic, which... Today's episode has the title of Memories, Colors. So to me, I introduced this, I, I, I create a lot of the scripts that we talk about because Selena, as you mentioned earlier, wouldn't consider herself creatively inclined. 100%, and there it is. So um, when I introduced, in when I introduced this title to Celine, Celine was very confused. Genuinely, I didn't understand I okay, so really quickly, when you hear the title, like, what do you think of? What do you think of? Well, I know what I think of because I made the title. So, what do you think of? Oh, but if you didn't know what you know now, <laughs> what would you say? <laughs> so, like, I don't know how to answer now, that question. I thought it was like, okay, memories, colors, like when you associate a color to a memory. Very cool. That's literally yeah. Hundred percent. Well, that's I'm like creative. that's. <laughs> Okay, that's one aspect of the title. Another aspect of the title is how, kind of how memories can color. Like, they draw out things. See, I don't, like, I don't get that. So the way I describe it, I wrote down, our memories are vivid mental representations of events that have gone on in our lives. So if you think about it like a coloring book or like a drawing book, our memories are drawing down, right, or are uh, creating these visual representations. So our memories are vividly representing what we see. You see this water bottle fall over, right? Your memory or your mind, I guess it's really your mind, helps you absorb that and remember it. So in the future, when you remember, oh, I remember when that water bottle fell over, your mind is recreating that image in your head. Oh, okay, makes sense. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, what you're saying. So memories, uh, the, the definition is the faculty by which the mind stores and remembers information. Literally exactly what I just said. So um, similar to colors, memories can have many different meanings in terms of colors like shades. Um, and provoke many different feelings in people. So if you see green, some people think of like disgust. Money. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought like envy, like money, green. I'm dead. Okay, I just okay, thought, go of, ahead. I thought of disgust because in my previous episode we talked about disgust, um, which you guys should listen to, by the way. Anyway, um, so yeah. I think money. Well, that's the thing. So every single memory is going to provoke a different feeling as well as a different color. That's why I kind of relate no, them I was together. No, I about green in general, but I see what you're saying. I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. Um... And so this kind of harps on the point that I truly feel like one's memory is a canvas and our, our imagination paints on that canvas. So our imagination paints on the canvas that memory creates, if that makes sense. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Okay. So an article that stood out to me this week was from the New York Times, and it's titled, oh my goodness, the title is gone. 
Okay, the awesome importance of imagination. Literally, <laughs> yeah, she's sweet space. This was written by David Brooks. So he brings up how neuroscientists have come to appreciate how fantastically complicated and subjective the process of creating mental images really is. Our imagination isn't something that is as simple as it might seem. Even neuroscientists realize that its complicated structure and the way it works is, is quite fascinating. Our imaginations can provide a lot of insight for us, um, and the article states this as well. A person who feeds his or her imagination with a fuller repertoire of thoughts and experiences has the ability not only to see reality more richly, but also, even more rare, to imagine the world in the imagination of others. Do you understand what that means? Like, I mean... No. So the way I interpreted it, right, is... That was just a lot of words. It was a lot of words. That's how people write. A lot of, like, more, like... I didn't know that's how people use, wrote. Well, you you should know, it, when you read a biology book, you know it's full of a bunch of words that don't make it, that aren't necessary. So, in Not turn... yeah. In turn, just basically being able to empathize and sympathize with others, right? And, and more what, readily. Through what? Through your memories? Through your memories. So, okay, so, so let me reiterate. So the book states, someone who feeds his or her imagination with a fuller repertoire of thoughts and experiences. So the more we are to experience in life, we have the ability to see the world richly and relate with others. So when we put ourselves through multiple different experiences and multiple... So traveling different places. And not even just that, but like life experiences that we can't control, even bad experiences. It gives us a more, a fuller repertoire of things to relate to other people. So let's say... Oh my goodness, I don't want to use a really dark description, but let me say you fell at a place there. I'm falling down the stairs now. There's a water bottle. Why does it even have to fall? Okay. This is like a whole thing. So you're falling down the flight of stairs. Okay. And you... Just throw me off the airplane. Okay, sure. Right. You fall out of airplane. Okay. okay, you go skydiving. Oh. You say it's a really rich and invigorating experience. Mm -hmm. I've never went skydiving. I didn't get scared? So, no. Oh, my goodness, no. I'm just, trying, I'm just trying to make the story sound a little more interesting <laughs> so that people understand that I was a little nervous before I jumped out of the plane, as I should be. Okay, fine. You're a little nervous. Actually, that's a good thing to add. You were a little I'm nervous. I was a little nervous because then, you know why it's a good thing to add? Because then I'll remember how nervous I was. And exactly. And I would never do it again. It, well, not just that. Okay. okay. But let's say I go skydiving now, and I experience the same thing as you. So you're a little we, nervous. Yes. So More nervous than me or the same amount of nervous? <laughs> the same amount. Okay. I just wanted to know. So, <laughs> So we both have now experienced the same thing. So let's say... But did you only go skydiving because I went skydiving? That's not important. No, but you just said we experienced the same thing. So it's yeah. because, but because I, I went just went and because I told you. Or we, I, didn't, I don't we even don't know, know you. Each other. I, we don't know each other. I just oh, went because that's I went. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we don't know each other at this no. moment in time. We don't know each other. But we both did our own things and jumped out of planes. We were both a little nervous, mm -hmm. but we still landed, yes. and we made it out alive. So the way I interpret this with the article, but did we ever end up meeting? You're not finishing the Celine, story the article now. Because let me finish. Oh, let okay, me go ahead, finish. Go ahead. <laughs> so the way I interpret what the article is saying is that okay. if we were to meet and talk about something else that made us nervous, you might say, "I remember when I went skydiving. That same feeling is how I felt about this other situation." I would be able to empathize with you because I have also been skydiving and felt that same feeling. And you were also nervous. Yes. You get what I'm saying? Maybe a little bit nervous than I was. Okay. Do you, but do you get what I'm saying? 
Yeah, I get. I got. I, I understand. Okay, so that's what the article is trying to saying. explain. I Obviously, think that's what the article is. Obviously, this is this is this is who who. Oh my god, I can't even explain what I'm trying to say. Who wouldn't know that this is a thing? Like who? Like would, like this is obviously like unless you're like you don't want well, to talk think, about anything. And, I think like, they're just reinter. I think they're just reiterating the fact how important imaginations. Like I said, imaginations can provide a lot of insight for us. But this is an imagination. This is supposed to be real life that you actually lived. When you feed your imagination, you feed it with memories. Oh, I understand what you're saying now. So the article says a person who feeds his or her when imagination. When relates to certain things. Exactly. Like if we were talking about, say, this is the first time we met each other. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, the skydiving thing. Skydiving. Mm-hmm. Now we're talking about... Something else that made us really nervous. Something else that made us really nervous. But it's something that we didn't do. Then we can... Now I don't think it has to be something that we did that we were nervous. Like say we wanted to also go on a roller coaster right mm-hmm. now, but we both were a little scared of heights, and mm-hmm. that's why jumping out of the airplane was a little too hard for us. That's so very that yeah, that's a very good point. So now that we're sitting okay. here and we're talking, about I like this, that. Your right. mind's going. Look at you being a creative inclined. Uh, all right, calm down, please. It's too early for this. And then I sat here and I said, let's get on a roller coaster, King Yaka, as we could say, because that's like the really scary, co- I don't even, I've never even been on it. And if I'm you like, guys don't know, that's the largest roller coaster. In the world, I think it's the mm, tallest. Really? And in the it's world? scary, and I would never go on it. And that's why I'm sitting here, even though I jumped out of an airplane, I don't think I could be strapped on into a roller coaster. And I'm sitting here, I'm telling you, and you said, I've never done that either. But. You remember how nervous you were jumping out of the plane. I was so nervous, I don't think I can get ice. And then I would say, me too, because, because I, I also, did the same thing. I did the same thing. Exactly. Look at that. Connecting the dots. And then that's how um, we would become best friends forever. Period. Just, just but besides that point. <laughs> we just needed to explain the situation at hand. No, and that's, I think, like, like the article, like, like I said, like, that's really just being able to, like, empathize and sympathize with somebody. At the, at the end of the day, all of what we just said. But what if you don't want to empathize with somebody? Well, that's a choice. You're going to, you're going to, when somebody tells you a story, you're going to, Unintentionally, unless you're a sociopath, empathize. With, no, that, no, <laughs> no, but that's serious. Sociopaths don't empathize or sympathize. I believe one of the other two. But wait, um, so Probably you're both. You're going to un, unintentionally or un. You're not going to even think about empathizing with someone. You're just going to do it. If you tell me, oh my goodness, if I tell you my grandmother passed away, you're going to be like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry for you. Like you're just automatically going to feel that emotion. I'm feel, uh, exactly. I'm so, sorry. so you can't. I mean, you can choose to unempathize with somebody if you don't like them or something like that. But instant instinctively you're going to automatically do it um i see what you're saying yeah i agree so the article does also touch on different types of imagination which we touched on earlier how i think you're more analytical and i would consider myself more creative yeah um so the article you know states whether it is being more practical and methodical focusing on the world that can be quantified or a world that's more creative focusing on the more emotional and aspirational values of the world less tangible aspects so i would consider you focusing on the world in a more tangible experience being able to touch and see things and uh kind of give more validity to life experiences while i could think more like um all over the place (laughs) well that too um but um frick what's the word uh philosophy like philosophy like i could philosophize philosophy you know what i'm trying to say like philosophize life philosophy Something like that, like philosophical. F- philosophical. I would consider myself more philosophical. Like I could think about things more, like in my head, yeah. and I don't need to really see something to think about it. Would yeah. you consider yourself like that? I would consider myself the opposite. I like yeah. to see, see things. things. I like tangible. images. Yeah. I like to like. I need to just. I think that gets me more grounded in the moment too, because if I'm just sitting here with me and my mind alone, 
thinking is impossible. Really? You're lying. No, I'm actually interested by that because I think, like, my mind's always, like, I'm always thinking of things to do. Like, I'm, No, I'm thinking of things to do. But, like, even things that don't make sense. But, 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 I'll, but I'll be like, okay, but then this is, this gets me anxious. This, this is, this is what gives me a little doubt about that. Or, no, I don't really want to do that. Or, like, I'll be back and forth with me in my head and myself. You know what? I have to testify to that. Not to throw you under the breast, but me, there's many times where I try to plan something with Celine and she just, like, example our trip to Rhode Island you don't know how against me she was right and we talked about the last episode so I don't want to get into okay, it okay but we didn't but talk about it the last episode yes we did oh we did yeah you said how you really enjoyed it and it was really oh, a experience um but in the beginning she was actually very nervous and she told me she was gonna have a panic attack on the drive there and I joked about it but I was actually concerned for you because I I, I consider panic attack very I've had one before like I've had multiple before and it's very scary and I was genuinely concerned for her but I knew that when she got over that drive which was kind of the roadblock I think I was more like nervous because I was like thinking about how I had class and then I was like oh my god I'm gonna fall behind because I this semester just just really quickly I'm like really stressed more about classes because I really need to finish and graduate so it's become a little bit more of a stressful topic situation for me but also I did want to go there was a part of me that really did want to go too but I was also very very nervous I was just thinking about everything that could have went wrong or that could have been bad, and this is what my this is what my mind does on an everyday basis. It thinks about things that can go bad. Think you not, think that's more that's more like pessimistic. Well, not even but not the pessimism is like when you're doing it to yourself. Is it? I think so. I thought it's just when you think negatively rather than positively. I thought it was when it's like when it comes no, but I think about no, I don't think negatively. It's not like I think negatively. The whole thing is negative. I just think about. Like, oh, like... You think of more realistic I'm, outcomes yes. to your life. Yes. The realistic outcome to what you think is more realistic in your experience is, oh, because I'm going to, like, not do this class, or I'm going to... I'm gonna Something bad is going to happen. it's very realistic to me that I could have a panic attack, that I could exactly. be that I'm in the car for yes. too long, or that we sit in traffic, or that there we can't find parking. Well, actually... Which, mind you, really Celine was asleep the whole ride. She was fine. She, nothing uh, bad happened I needed to, to go. I know. I needed to go to sleep. No, but I'm just but like, also, reassuring them. Nothing bad happened no, to Celine. I was she was fine. fine. I was okay. Why? So you don't seem like the bad person that took me in a car ride for four hours? Not just that, but I was concerned for you. Six hours, actually, took us that long to get there. Mm-hmm. It was insane, actually. But um, I made it out alive. <laughs> so you don't seem like a bad person. No, because people might be concerned. I don't think anyone cares. They're probably like, that girl was fine. <laughs> <laughs> and she's just overreacting. That's everyone's reaction to me. I am very dramatic. I will not. No, but same. I think that's what helps us get along together because we could both be well yeah we have our moments of drama like we are the drama at this no. point like we we don't create drama we just are dramatic am I there's the a drama? difference I think I am the drama <laughs> <laughs> I think it is me but no what were we just talking about just how you like perfect this is literally just this is just exemplifying how you look at more like realistic, you know. I'm I'm a realist too, but like in you know, this is not the first time people have someone has said that to me. They, some people say I'm too, re- I I have too realism. Like no, but realism? I don't think you're too realistic. I think it just goes back to what we're talking about. Like you just visualize things that are more tangible to your life experiences. You look at things 100%. as you relate things back to your past experiences. Think oh, which this is, is gonna happen again. Yeah. Which I mean, which is not good because that's what we call anxiety. Well, not just anxiety, but also just like you have that's to move forward. I'm done. Anxiety. If you look at my first episode compared to this episode and how much more relaxed I've gotten, you listen to the first episode. because you're sitting here with me. But not just that. Even, <laughs> like, the episode that I did last week where I was alone, 
you hear how much more relaxed I got. The first episode, somebody listened to it, and they were like, is this ASMR? So I kind I of... I told you that. No, but somebody else told me that, too. That listened I literally to it. said, is this ASMR? Yeah, I was and the so it's out. changed a lot. But either, that was just wanted to mention it because of the sidebar. But, yeah, no. Um, it just shows, like, like to me, like, I was thinking of all of, like, the positives and, like, oh, like... Um, this could be a really good experience and like and funny enough I really am more realistic like usually um but I can't consider things from your viewpoint because I haven't lived in your life you know what I mean 100%. I think I'm probably the most realistic between me and you though I would think I'm the more realistic I think one. you think you're the more no, realistic no 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 I know no because facts. we will be sta- listen okay no, 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 I'm no, no, gonna no, break no. this down we were standing in New York the first time I met Celine Celine freaking pulls me to the side holding me against the wall and says face face front stop don't do that <laughs> I was wait, like, what wait, are you wait, doing? Can you say that one more time? Because I don't think anybody, including me, understands what you just said. <laughs> it's hard to explain. So we it was our first time in New York City. And Actually, I don't think this was our first I think this is when we went to Lulu. Okay, Lewis, this is, you know, he wasn't a New York goer. Now, if people know what the city is, it's a lot of cars. People drive fast, right? We were on the sidewalk. I told, what did I say to you? You said, come over here. He said, put your back against the wall and face front. Or something like that. She would I did it. We were, she, you were too no. close to the curb. The no, 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 That's not what happened. She was afraid that somebody was going to jump us. Uh, not jump us. Pit pocket us. Take, steal your bag. I said, put your bag in front of you. Like, this is a hard knock life does, world. It does Let me happen. Tell you something. But if you think like that all the time, that's, that's, that's very bad. That's how I think all the time. And so that just, okay. That's Do it. you guys, wait, a really quick side note, because I went to, you know how I went to Galentine's last night, right? Mm-hmm. So... They're going to kick us out. I know, they're going to kick us out 110%. <laughs> Guys, mind you, we're in a room, but this room's in a library, and the only thing covering us between the library and the actual room is it's just a piece glass. of glass. And this guy's coming for us 110%. You better pray for us. Thank you. <laughs> Anyways, um, so... <laughs> Galentine. Galentine. I, this is just quick, because we're talking about pickpocketers and the, us scared in the city, right? So I'm sitting there, and my waiter, our waiter, mind you, is, he's really funny. He's, like, this really cute, like, he was, he was hip, young. He was great. Um, so we're sitting there, and then, and it's the five of us, so we're at a pretty big table, and then right next, the table to the, ne- like, left of me, right next to us, was a group of four. It was, like, a husband and a wife, a husband and a wife, so it's, like, two couples. Like a double date. Mm-hmm. And they were just very obnoxious people to mm. begin with. They were being very loud when we first sat down. They were, like, drinking, and it's, like, Valentine's Day is, like, really not that vibe. Like, you're supposed to be celebrating love, and, like, it's very supposed to be calm. But, like, they were being very weird and obnoxious, and, like... Obviously, we're five girls, so we're just kind of sitting there. Like, there's no man next to us, so we're already feeling a little threatened. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? And the area we were in wasn't the nicest. It was. It's a nice area. It's actually where I go to school, but there is a nice part of that area, but it's still, like, not the best area. So we're sitting there, and our waiter comes up to us, and he's like, yeah, you guys got to be careful with these people next to you. Like, are your bags on your chairs, or, like, are they next to you? And I looked at him, and I said... What do you mean? Like, he came out of nowhere. That's so random. Like, so randomly. That's like, scary, like, he too. liked us. Like, we were having genuine conversations before that. Like, every time he would come give us a food or take her, or whatever. So, we all looked at him. We were like, what are you talking about? Like, you're, we're five girls sitting at a table. Like, mm-hmm. again, I'm trying to reiterate, reiterate this. Like, it's like... But the other table you said our, had girls, too, right? Yeah, but... Okay. They were weird. They The, the whole vibe of their whole table, they uh-huh. were just very weird. Okay. And... So he was basically telling us that the people that were next to us were, were known as pickpocketers. He was like, yeah, put your bags on that side. Like, I was sitting at, me and the other girl were sitting on chairs pointed towards the aisle, and then the other girls were sitting, like, in the booth on the other side. So he was like, yeah, put all your stuff, your jackets, your bags, just put them all over there. And we're like, 
moving fast at this point. We're like grabbing all of our stuff because that's it's like I, that's so like, extra that's, though. I feel like I know. So at that point, I was like, all right, is he just being obnoxious? I know that's like like, yeah. like I get it. He was like, no, they were just at this bar the other week and they were doing this, and then apparently but, he they also said some racist things to him, whoop. and but he apparently got called a really derogatory term. <laughs> And not him. I don't think it was him personally, but they, they said it in general. It's like a group of people. Like, they're known in that area. They, like, I guess live around there, and they, like, go to all these nice places. But they're but really rude. they're really rude, obnoxious, not nice themselves. So he was just warning you guys. He was warning us, but I think it was from his personal experience. He And I said, are, are, you, are you, like, grouping... Yeah, people, or is it say, them? Is it really them? Is what is that them? word? Is it like called targeting or like keep talking? There, there's like a word when you, when you, put your own mindset on somebody else. On one else. type of person. No, not just that. When you try to, oh my god, I don't know what you're trying to say. But basically, I was like, is it really this this group? These two couples are they the exact faces that you know whatever that you're? And he's like, yes, it's literally that those two couples, like literally them. And I was like, oh my goodness gracious. We put all our stuff on the other side. Like, we're already, like, like I said, again, we're literally, we're just women sitting at a table. We're already not threatened, feel threatened, but our guards are always up. I mean, mind you, this is the world we live in. It's 2022. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But we threw all our shit on the other side. We were like, oh, Which no. Which is more dangerous than holding it with you, honestly. I don't know what. That's a very weird. That's why I said that's no, very weird. No, but they were, they were, my friends were on that side, though. Like, they were sitting on that side. But I'm saying at a you table, you would there. just give it. I don't know. I don't know. I wasn't there. No, so it, no it was fine. On the, it was better on the other side. Because okay. there was glass on that side, oh, too. Okay. They can't, But, like, you know? somebody else could. But I, I guess I don't know. Right here, yeah. they would have swiped me blind. Well, he could Actually, I don't even know if they would have exactly. done I don't know so that's them. The thing. I don't Projecting. Know them. Projection is what I was thinking of. Projection is when it refers to unca- unconsciously taking unwanted emotions or traits you don't like about yourself and attributing them to somebody else. So that's like a different meaning than what I thought it was. But basically like he almost had it. But he's projecting his thoughts about somebody else onto you, making you think that these people are, you know, all these things. I mean, being racist is is a, is a it's a literal it was, thing. It so was like a that's whole hard to like situation. project on somebody. But yeah, that's a very interesting situation. I'm glad you brought that up though because that is no, he's literally like like and, you said, yeah. yeah. But he also did only start working at that restaurant three weeks ago, okay? And for him to already know these people and the people and the waiters and waitresses mm-hmm. also know these people because I could tell they were then all it talking must about be it. like something. Then in this area, there's only a couple nice restaurants that, that where we were at. So mm-hmm. not even nice restaurants, just restaurants in general, just places to be at. Mm-hmm. But they were also an older group, mm-hmm. which I don't know. It's a very young, crowded town because it is a college town. Yeah. So... Like, I would say they were probably, like, one of the oldest people there at oh, that wow. time that we were there. It was also just really weird. The whole thing was weird. So, we were, like I said, we were already scared, mm-hmm. and we just listened to what he said. But what he could have been saying could have just been complete, utter BS. Based on his preconceived notions. Exactly. But at that point, we, we moved want to take so quickly. Yeah. We, we just threw our shit. We gave it to my other friend on the other side. We said, nope, this is not happening. And that's why I my guard is like always up. Mm-hmm. So when someone is telling me this, I'm going to just take that. I'm going to take their word. Which is so funny because we talked about uh, so many things. This is so cool how like we can really relate this back to previous episodes. Because I talked about this. You didn't work on my last episode where we talked about how... Um, neuro I completely forgot the word let me give me two seconds neurofeedback right so we talked about neurofeedback in the last episode which we're not gonna talk about it here but basically you're seeing something on a screen that tells you how to feel it tells you you're feeling happy so you feel happy right so what I was saying in that episode was basically how if you hear 
a scientist or somebody important telling you something that you think they're certified in, right? You're going to be more trusting in them yeah. than if a, if a stranger told you, hey, be careful with those people. You might think that stranger's just crazy. But because this guy is a waiter, he has some experience there, there's some validity in his other people. Stories, he's backing up his stories. Telling us other things. Exactly. You're more inclined to believe him than a stranger on the street telling you, be careful with those people, which like, is an interesting he, conversation, but even a separate he, one in itself. Even if a stranger came up to me and said, be careful with those people, it's such a, it's such a, like, a big thing to say that I would still take their word. I wouldn't. I would. Because I wouldn't want my bag away from me. Like, I would feel more safe with my... I would just move my bag on my lap or, on, or like, right in between my feet. Like, I wouldn't put it on another area where I cannot tangibly reach for it and grab it if I need to. I feel like I, just, I would assess the situation, and in that moment, my bag where it was... Yeah, again, I don't know what this place looks like. I did not go to this. Yeah, I don't know what this looks spot. like. And I think in my lap, I I mean, not that they would have just stole it out of my hand. I mean, I don't think they're that type. It's pit poppers, so you wouldn't even know that they're stealing from you. That's what that's what that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I even if someone on the street, like no bag, nothing. I was just walking. Mm-hmm. Yo, that guy, like, be careful. Mm-hmm. Like the one standing at the end of the street. Be careful. I would have went the other way. Mm. I would have walked around him. I wouldn't have even went that way. That's, but I guess that might be the difference. I am a woman at the end of the day. That's very true. So I am, and I listen, let me tell you something. At my school, like I just said, I've had a man follow me to my car, asking for oh, my number. Multiple times. And I've also had a man stop his car in front of me in the middle of the street while people were walking behind me at a green light to ask me for my number, to to say whatever to me. So like. Um, personally, if someone is telling me, oh my God, that guy, he's a weirdo, I would run the other way. Yeah. I would sprint. I think that's the difference here. Yeah. I just have, in my personal experience. You've had bad experiences. And I so just you have. have. And that goes I would believe. If, uh, especially if a woman is telling yeah, me this, exactly. I'm out. I'm so out. Wait, was the waiter a woman? No, oh. it wasn't. Well, either. No, I'm not, no, I'm saying in this situation where... Like I'm not trying to be sexist or anything, but this That's is that's not genu- being sexist. You're not, literally right? ha- you're you're having like this is a genuine. You're a woman. You're having experience from a woman telling you she's been through something. You want to trust that, you know what yeah, I mean? That's what Which I'm is scary out. because that goes into like this is completely different topic, but like sex trafficking. They usually use women to like influence other women. So you gotta be careful with that too. But I've I've, I've had that happen to me too. Ooh. Well, that's a different story for another day. Yeah. Because that's a little triggering, and I didn't give a trigger warning before this episode. Um, How was that triggering? Talking about sexual, like... No, it wasn't sexual assault. No, like sexual trafficking? Like, that is a triggering topic. Well, the thing is, is that I think it was... Okay, well, that's a different <laughs> conversation for a different Anyway, back, like, into the, back into the main topic. This It does it, it kind of trails into the next part of this article because you're talking about how your imagination perceives reality a little different. The article states how imagination helps you perceive reality, try on other realities, predict possible futures, and experience other viewpoints which personally I highly agree with, that goes into the definitions of introspective, retrospective, and prospective because you're literally predicting possible futures, prospective, right? You're um, uh, trying, you're experiencing other viewpoints, which isn't really retrospective, but I mean, you could be trying on previous experiences and then you're trying on other realities, right? So with time, our imagination grab onto memories, gets richer and provides more color onto the canvas, which is kind of the big thesis of this whole article which I'm trying to kind of vividly represent for you guys um an interest that peaked for me during this whole article and researching it was when the color when when the colors that are painted on the canvas are dark and gray the art in the picture can still be seen as beautiful is this the same case for our memories so maybe I should give a little trigger warning because I don't know how dark this conversation can get we haven't even gotten to the main like talking point of this but, you know, can dark memories 
attribute to dark and deceiving images? Or can they contribute to a bigger picture which brings positive daydreams? Do you understand what I'm saying? So you know me, I always have questions to ask. So my questions to ask today are, what are some memories that you feel give no contribution to positivity? And then also like vice versa. Well, I guess not vice versa. What do you mean vice versa? No, forget vice versa, because th there's going to be a thousand vice versas oh, in right. relation to that question. I don't want to go that far. How do, we <laughs> how do we convert dark imagery presented by bad memories into memories worth remembering? Oh, my God. What can we do to get through bad memories given to us throughout life? And then how can our imagination prove to be more powerful than most people see it? Now, this is a lot of questions, a lot of going on. So we're going to analyze each one what individually. What the heck, Louis? <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I'm in school. <laughs> no, but this is a thought-provoking question. So what are some memories that we feel that give no contribution to positivity? So the main question, the main process, the main like premises of this analysis is... The question. No, just analysis in general. Like, can oh. dark and gray colors represent positive imagery in our mind. So what do you feel, what memories do you feel give no positivity? So like I said, there is a trigger warning in this because we are gonna be talking about some deep topics because not only for examples, but also just maybe for some experience we've gone through. Um, so an example that I wanna give is quite dark just because I want to kind of give you how serious this can get. You have been through cancer, right? And you have, and you, you not me personally. No, no, no. We're giving examples. So where you have healed and you you're good now. You have that dark experience with having cancer. But I would think I've never had cancer. But I would think that that could give you a contribution to positivity. You have a new outlook on life. You have more appreciation for life. So it, because I beat cancer. Yes. So it gives you a pot, a contribution to positivity. So our question is, what are some memories that you feel? This given? is hypothetical. Yes. But our question is, what are some memories that feel that you feel, well, us, give no contribution to positivity? Personally, my experience. Always in your experience. Yeah. Probably my panic attacks. You feel that there is no positive outcome that you can create from having panic attacks. Okay, I guess not positive outcomes, so learn how to, like... Or learning experience. Are, learning experiences are positive they outcomes. They are positive. That's why I learned a lot from them. But they are not a memory that I feel that make but you would rather live without them and not have that experience of rather, learning would, to live I would with them 110% because I've had the worst panic attacks and I literally have the worst memory I have is when I had my first ever one and I was driving oh, it was like 10 30 at night I was on the parkway and that to that's me scary. yeah and it was on the side of the road I was by myself it was the scariest I've ever been in my life did you stop your car? I stopped my okay, car. Good. I stopped my car a couple times. Uh, I was trying to drive home. <coughs> I have to stop at a stop, like a gas place station. I got to one. I couldn't do it. I couldn't get home. And I feel like that day, if I could just go back and I could just get home. You were fine. And not have to call somebody. Mm -hmm. I had to call my brother. I had to call my ex. And then this and that. Mm -hmm. And it was a whole ordeal. But I feel like if I just made it home. I don't know what it would have changed. But, like, these are the things I think about. So, like, I personally don't think that memory has any positivity. Mm. Because I didn't learn You anything. mean dark, bad memories. It's a bad memory. It gives me no, nothing, no positivity. I have mm. no positive. And you're giving me this face because you think that there's a positive out of that? I mean, I don't know because I haven't experienced that. No, I personally, maybe in some of my panic attacks, there could be some positivity. But that specific one made everything in my life. Harder harder 
and my life literally just went downhill so fast. So I like to think of life as, I always like to take the positive in life. I play devil advocates often, which isn't the positive, it's usually a negative, but I also like to just, like if someone tells me a really negative situation, I always like to bring out the positive in it. Not me being, I'm not a very optimistic person. You could ask Celine, like I'm, I'm pretty realistic when it comes to the That's scale true. of optimism and pessimism. I'm pretty in the yeah. middle. But when it comes to life experiences that are really negative, I don't like to add on to that negativity and be realist about it because there are optimism, there is optimism that can come from those situations. I've personally experienced panic attacks, not to that extent. So I can't say anything. I, I'm not going to say that you, you've you experienced something that you haven't. If you feel you've not experienced positivity, I'm not going to tell you, yes, you have. You haven't. Yeah. You feel that you haven't. However, if I were to analyze the situation from an outsider looking in, I would say a positive experience you've gained from that is the people that you've talked to in that car ride, you've realized who was really there for you in that moment. Okay, that's a positive experience. That I would, again, outsider looking in, I haven't experienced this. And then another positive experience that you may, you could think about, you have gained from that, is how much strength you actually have. You made it home safely, and you were able to contain yourself in a way that you might have never thought you had the power to do. That's how I would look at it, because I'm just like that. Like, I think like that. Um, for me personally, my panic attack story is it that interesting it was actually like it just wasn't interesting like it was when my mom was screaming at me it was like a, it was like a thing that just wasn't interesting and not to say i didn't have a positive experience from it i did but i have another experience that i gained a little bit more positivity from and that was um <laughs> i added in my head i just lost it okay no i have one go ahead i made a story time about this on youtube so i'm not going to go into deep about it but basically this whole the whole school wanted to fight me. It's kind of comedic. It's very comedic when you think about it. But the whole school in where in my little town was, everybody knew each other, and I had said this thing about this person, and 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 it wasn't a good thing to say. But I said it in a private chat, and the private chat got distributed throughout so all social media, and everyone wanted to kill me. I'm not a fighter. I'm really not a fighter. I have no pause on me. I cannot fight for anything. Um, I told Selena if she ever gets into a fight, I will be there for her, but I will call the police. I will not fight because I have no. And don't worry, I be getting strength. down and dirty real quick. So okay, I listen. Get my back. I'm so, ready to curb stomp curb side. The whole school wanted to fight me, and what I learned from that experience, without getting too deep into it, is that nobody cares about you. And by that I mean. Sorry, is this a positive? Thing? Yes, because <laughs> I cut off a lot of people after that experience. A lot of people. What did you say? I don't want to say it again. Actually, I made a video about it, so you guys can watch it. I don't want to. I don't want to. I'll tell you. Yeah. I might keep it. I don't know. I just somebody. This is this is like a, I don't want to get off topic. This is. Just hurry up, please. If you. I have to explain myself if I say what I said because it's really bad what I said. Just say what you said. Okay. You somebody got into a coma. Somebody went into a coma after getting into an ATV accident. This person had bullied me for years, and so in the private chat, I just said, "Good karma." is a B. I didn't cur I don't curse though. So I say karma is like karma sucks or whatever like that. And um that's actually so funny. Yeah, and I had said to this person that I didn't necessarily trust one hundred percent because we weren't close, but we were like acquaintances, so I didn't think that they would do this. So the person got into a coma from an accident. An A T V accident. So it was up? like something that wasn't even like did they wake up? Yeah they're fine now. <laughs> Wait I just the first time I'm learning about this. Maybe you should watch my YouTube videos. I know you no, should say that. <laughs> what the hell? So, and but, so, you know what? But he woke up when? How like how long did it take him to wake up? Not too long because he was ready to beat my <laughs> he was ready to beat me up after but anyway, the point of this story time is to My mouth is wide open. Say that during this experience I had a lot of friends 
that literally came to me and was like, you're a jerk. You're horrible. You're, you're rude. You're, and I'm like, this person literally bullied me for years. And I don't know if you guys have ever been bullied, but I'm going to literally cry. If you guys have ever been bullied, I used to be like 200 pounds. So imagine this little chunky in a racist town, Hispanic, being bullied, racism, fat phobic. And then also a lot of people like to assume my sexuality. So there was that homophobic aspect to it, even though that's like my sexuality is a completely different conversation. But like nobody, that's like not even a no, conversation to, no. to bully somebody no. on, whether you are or you Back aren't then, a situation. it would happen a lot. Exactly. Well, so, I mean, that shouldn't even, even be a thing. A conversation. But yeah, there was a lot going on. Don't get me mad. Don't get me heated. In no, I know that's right what now. I'm saying. Like, I'm it gets me very, I'm like up. sweating right now. And so for me to not, I did not take actionable action on my, 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 I didn't say like, I ho- I'm going to, like, I hope he dies or anything crazy like that. I just said karma's, you know, karma sucks and good because karma does suck. Like you bullied multiple people, not just me for years and you get into an accident. Like maybe you learned your lesson. Like, and not your head to get hit. Like, you know, I didn't say any of that, but like, like you could imply. Exactly. (laughs) So I learned a positive experience that I got from that. And we're not saying comas are a good thing. You know, if you've ever been in a coma. That's very scary. You can die. It's very scary. It's a very scary But you could also bully someone to suicide. And and I got to that point at one point. So like, that's why I'm saying like, it's not cool to bully people. It's not. 110%. And I think that happens. Don't. And I think that happens more. Than people getting into comas and dying. I think people die from suicide because they get bullied every day. Yeah. Anyway. Um, All right. This was a very triggering I know. I'm getting really emotional. But the point of me saying that is I gained a lot of positive experiences out of that. I, I learned who my friends were. That I, I, I killed off okay. the ones who weren't. Right? That's positive. Yeah, that's positive. And that's I also, very positive. I, I think also, that's the only positive. No. I grew a backbone. I used to be walked all over. All the time. And after this experience. I said this before. I became. I can't curse on this. But I became a female dog. I literally. A bad bitch. Descent on now, Celine. <laughs> Just write bad bleep. <laughs> so I have to censor that now. This is considered a not explicit. So I no, we finna make this explicit. And when I'm on this show, change that shit to E. <laughs> now she's gonna curse every five minutes. It's to be annoying. Um, so I also grew backbone, and I no longer had. I was no longer, and it, for my whole life at school, I was like, oh my god, he's so sweet, he's so kind. No, I was no longer sweet and kind. No one has called me nice and kind since that incident because ever since then and i told i was talking to selena about the other day i was like i miss when people used to be like the nice kid the sweet kid the kind kid no not anymore and i'm okay with that because life is rough oh she can't come to the phone right Right now now. why because she's dead (laughs) (laughs) are we gonna get like censorship no it's because our voices no okay (laughs) okay so yeah, so those are the positive I got out of. That was a long story time. But anyway, okay, so the oh, next I question. I appreciate it. Yeah, you can learn a lot about that. Don't make fun of people in combs. Okay, so. <laughs> I mean, I really just can't believe this right now. Okay, so how do we convert the dark imagery presented by bad memories into memories worth remembering? I mean, that question we don't even need to talk about in deep because it kind of relates to the first question. You know, converting these dark experiences in our life, your anxiety, my bullying experience, we converted that into memories worth remembering. Like I said, you personally don't feel like they're worth remembering. You actually wish they weren't in your head. But I feel like we go through life, like life is meant to happen in the way it does. I believe that life has a purpose. A lot of people don't believe that life has a purpose and that's fine if you do, but I believe that life has a purpose and that every experience happens for a reason. So the experiences that I've gone through, I wouldn't want to take back. There are only a few that I would take back and they're because 
for me, like Celine has said, I have found no positive in certain experiences that I don't want to talk about. Um, but yeah, that just goes into the first question. I don't really need to re-answer that question. No, yeah, I feel like we've already kind of answered that with our whole conversations that we had. But, yeah. I mean, I, like I said before, I don't, I don't really you have You have it. Yeah, you don't have any. I don't really have, I don't think so. Like, is this saying that... No, it's basically reiterating the first question, just in more depth. Like, it's saying, like... What? Like, can what? you turn bad memories into good memories? So instead of just sucking the positivity from it as hard as we can to try and see what positive we can get from it, actually turning the negative thoughts into positive thoughts. Like, completely flipping the script on the negative memory. No. I would I say yes, you can, but... I would say no. Okay. Depending on depending on the memory and how negative it is. Yeah, exactly. The no, I agree. The, yeah, like um, how I said my story of yeah. my memory. Mm -hmm. I don't think there's any positive in that. Mm -hmm. I mean, I think the only positive that I, I could maybe find mm -hmm. would be that okay, like you said, I got home, and I've and I've had this. I've, I've you know, I've okay, listen, therapy, hundred and ten percent worth mm -hmm. it. Been to therapy after it happened. And we've analyzed it, and I did analyze it. And I think the only thing that I remember coming out of that positive was that I actually made it home, mm -hmm. that I didn't pass out on the side of the street. That's, that's, that's one step closer to actually turning it into a positive. I think that's really important. That's it. But I still think that it was one of the worst things that happened, has happened to me personally mm -hmm. to this day because I was genuinely, I thought I was going to die. Like, yeah. That's it was how scary. severe my panic attack was. You know, a lot of psychology. It was debilitating. I, I yeah. was, yeah. A lot of psychologists say that in order to gain power over a bad experience, you must first accept it, grow with it, and then, or accept it as like the last step, right? First you need to, well, I know, accept it as the first step. Yeah, I've already accepted it. I know that I, I accepted that it happened. And then grow from it. And I think we're getting there. That first step that you said that you, pos that you got a positive out of it, a lot of people can't do that. And I am actually, I'm, gonna, I'm always so emotional. I'm very proud of you. Thank for, you so much. No, I'm serious. I'm serious. I'm very proud of you. That is crying. A, I know, right? He's so I'm, emotional, I'm and so I'm already emotional. emotional. Like, can we not do I'm this? I'm this Libra. <laughs> What's my sign? Oh, my God, I forgot to ask you. You were going to say Sagittarius. What's my sign? You're now, you're being stupid now. I don't know the sign, silly, and I only know my own sign, okay? Louis, what is my sign? It's the one with the scale. No, that's Libra. You're not a Libra. I'm leaving. I'm really packing my <laughs> shit up and I'm leaving. I'm about to drop a whole F bomb in here and you're gonna have to like, no, this whole thing. I did edit so much. We made so many mistakes, guys. It's because we're in person. Over here. He doesn't know my sign. I'm a Virgo. What can we do to get through the bad memories? Okay, these are a lot of the same questions. I can't believe I didn't think about this. What can we do to get through the bad memories given to us throughout life? Actually, that's not the same question. You mentioned you went to therapy. That was probably one of the greatest things that I did. Have you done anything like internally? Evaluated situations, rethought things. I mean, obviously, you probably rethink things a lot. I do the same thing. I, I, write, I used to write things down. It's very journal. good. I have to say, I haven't done anything like that. I, I've been I've been to therapy a few times, but I haven't really dug into. No, like my when I went to self. therapy, I went every two weeks. Yeah, no, I did that. I would no, I didn't. I went every week, um, for like I went for a few months straight, and then COVID happened, and then I just lost. I just stopped. And then I've been to therapy even before that. And I just kept getting new therapists and it didn't work out. I know, they out. really do be dropping you like flies. But not just, I dropped them because I had oh. this one lady who was really sweet and then she actually left me because she was just like an intern or something like that. So she couldn't really work with me. She just did like my pre-evaluation yeah 
initial thing. And then I had this guy who was obviously very opinionated, which as a psychologist, you're not supposed to have, I mean, obviously we're human, we have opinions, but like he was very biased. And when I would talk about my mother and issues that I have with her, he was like, well, you still should respect your mother. And you know, that is very, um, Ew, that's not a therapist. That's very, um, I forgot what the word is, but it's like you're un, you're unvalued, you're not being very verified, you're not giving any validity to my story, which, not to say it has to have validity to you, but like, you're completely, well, if anything, I forgot the word, but he yeah. should be like, not siding with you, but like, he shouldn't be giving his own He opinion. should just have, not have his opinion. Yeah. Even though we're human, we all make mistakes, he was very verbal with the fact that he, okay. <laughs> yeah. But that's the side topic. Um. So what can we do? You mentioned you journal. I mentioned I got into therapy. This podcast, I'm hoping, really helps me kind of internalize some things. Celine always tells me how I need to talk more about my life. I always do. I, I, I think talking with people is, like, not just therapists, but, like, But I think it's hard for friends. me because I've talked with people before, and then, like, things just happen. Like, things just get worse for me. And so, um, like, sometimes I tell people things, and they use it against me in the future. And so that's why I think I'm so guarded. Like... And I also, like, not to be, like, shady or anything, but Celine said that the first day we met, when I started, when we were on the train to Subway to, to New York, I just mentioned something nonchalantly about my mom, and you were like, really? I never knew that about you. And you were, like, very interested, which I appreciate, my but I think is, is the I first thing know, in the beginning was I kind of intimidating. Intimidating for you, really? Because we just met. I know, That's very private I, information. I like to know things about people because I know myself that I, I, I'm an open book. Like, if we're going to have a conversation, I'm going to be honest with you, and I'm hoping that you're going to be honest with me. I need time to get there. And that what, what I'm saying to you is going to be confidential. Whatever you say to me, I know to my own personal experience, will be confidential. And I know in my life, I have a lot of friends that, like, rely on me with, like, things and that I talk to them about and I just feel like that's the type of person I am because I like to relate and honestly like I didn't have much to relate to you our lives are very different in a way well yeah I mean in a way in a way, in a way. there are some things we can relate to but mm-hmm. mostly not really mm-hmm. but I know some other people that can relate to you mm-hmm. and I know what they get it dips like. back into those memories those exactly. experiences that's, ah, that's what look it is me. that's what circle. it is full circle okay now the final question, which I think is really, we've we've been talking pretty long, but I think this is kind of is a good wrapping up point. Not that we talked no, an hour and thirty minutes last, last time. time yeah. How can our imaginations prove to be more powerful than people see it? The article states how you know our imaginations, you know, can do so much for our memory and help us empathize and sympathize and all sorts of crazy stuff. But in your own opinion, how would you say our imagination is more powerful than? People may see it. Like, you probably just saw imagination before this conversation of just, like, oh, colors. Like, create, like you're creative. Like, probably, right? I'm assuming. Most people, when they hear the word imagination, they think of just, like, being creative in, like, artistic aspects, right? But imagination is so much more than that. I don't actually think of that. When I think about imagination, I think about, like, all the possibilities. Oh, wow. Mm, she's more deep than I thought. No, I don't think about colors or crafts. Imagination okay. to me means, like, it's, I don't know. There's I think that there's more... There's there many is. more layers 100%. to imagination. The only reason I mean, why it could be colors and crafts to people. It could be, you know, imagining, you know, like weird things. How some people have really vivid memories and vivid imaginations, like they think about weird things, like getting high and like, mm-hmm. you know, like trippy stuff. Mm-hmm. I think it has that notion because a lot of people, when you were younger, the teacher would be like, "Oh my goodness, your imagination is so great! Look like, at those yeah. pretty colors!" Like, yeah. yeah, yeah so it yeah. has that like a like a castle princess. Exactly. Like I'm going on a spaceship. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm going. We're to on a moon. spaceship right now. Okay, listen. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm imagining it, and it's actually happening. So, anyways, to answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> to answer the question. I don't even know how to answer the question. 
<laughs> imagination. You can literally imagine anything. Like you can literally think about and imagine anything that you want to do. So I feel like that's just like in even your those head, intrusive thoughts. Those are pretty scary. Yeah, those are very. Scary. You know what that is? Intrusive thoughts. Mm -hmm. You're asking if I know what that is. I'm dead. She probably thinks I'm about killing me all the time. Anyways. That's what intrusive thoughts are. When you think like, oh, like I want to, I can kill them right now if I wanted to. Intrusive thoughts are like when I'm cutting a fruit, like cutting. And you're a like, oh, and I'm like, oop, my I stab my heart, and <laughs> just fucking stab. Then I'm gonna go. You see those videos where this? Family. Do you see those videos where the people are like, no, stop thinking like that? Literally, <laughs> like, literally they're me. So scared. I'll be driving. I'll be like. Oh, I'm about to just hit this barrier. Have you seen that? I'm about to run this red light. Have you seen the video where the guy's like, <laughs> like he's like gonna jump off the cliff? Yeah, literally. And drink yes. the bleach. Yeah. Wait, you have those too? What? You have those thoughts too? Yeah, I think we all do. I think everybody does. I'm sick in the head though. Oh. Ten percent. Um, no, I I think that I agree with you. They can do so much. Like they can give us so much insight. A lot of our biggest conclusions. In science, I feel like are based off of imaginary thoughts that become reality. Yeah, a lot of like things. They, it's it's thoughts. And then it becomes. And then they prove it. Boom. And then it's real. Mm -hmm. That's, That's why hypothesis. That is what we called. <laughs> yeah, the aha moment. I was just gonna say that. Oh. No, not an aha moment. I was literally coming out with the <laughs> hypothesis and the whole scientific equations the and method. the whole method, the scientific <laughs> method. That's what I meant. I was just thinking that, and you just said that. I'm telling you, we are we so, are science students over here. Listen, are you a, are you a, like are you are you a STEM major? I think so. This girl. I think yesterday so. I was in the cafe at my school. This girl was walking around. Are you guys STEM majors? Are you guys STEM majors? <laughs> I said I look. I put my head down so fast. I said if this girl comes over here, I'm not gonna say yes. I pretended like I was in the deepest moment of thought. She, I think I heard her walk by me, look at me, and just walk away. I said, yeah, you better not ask me, because I, I would have lied her straight. I would have been like, yeah, I'm a psych major. I'm I don't know what you're talking about. STEM? I don't even know what that is. So, yeah. Like, why are you asking people this? 3.30 in the afternoon. Like. No, yeah. Anyways. Um, but, yeah, I think that our imaginations, you know, to kind of wrap up, kind of great talking points we talked about are how our imagination, can, how powerful it can be, how much control it can give us on our lives and our connection to other people, and also, <laughs> and also um, just how it gives us the opportunity to kind of spin memories into positives, even with the littlest moments, like getting home safe after a panic attack. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, that's kind of it for this episode. It's a little bit shorter than the last one me and Celine had, but I think it's okay because this was just a kind of a quick, fun topic that I really wanted to kind of dissect. It was more of like a more thought-provoking topic. As Celine mentioned, she felt like it was, she was in school. <laughs> just a little bit. I felt like I was in class. But I think when you have these conversations brought up between friends, it's less intimidating than having your professor say, answer these questions, because it gives you the opportunity to talk freely also, without can, being critiqued. Exactly, and I could feel like I could be wrong and I wouldn't be scared of well, being wrong. Well, unless social media cancels us, but that's a different conversation. I'm never wrong. I'm, oh my God, that's a bold statement. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> Did I even, that's a bold statement. It's a statement I choose to stand by. Ooh. Thank you. Watch be wrong about everything she said today. <laughs> don't call me on anything. Don't fact check me, please. Um, we'll just skip Last that part week, for Billie today. Eilish doesn't write any of her music. Um, can we fact check that real quick? <laughs> he said, uh, Billie Eilish, in fact, does write her own music. Next. <laughs> no, but I said most of her music she writes with her brother, Finn. And I said in the article it stated that they both they co-wrote it together. The That's article that I read. Most of their songs. Okay. 
She's acting like she sits there and writes her own music. No, that would no. That's not anyway. That's a different conversation. I just didn't want anyone to come for Taylor Swift. Yeah. They're not gonna know what the hell we're talking about. Anyway, guys, thank you so much for listening. I've realized during these whole entire episodes, I've never even mentioned like our Instagram, our streaming platform. So I think I should give you guys a little insight on that. We are Interstellar Introspections on basically every single social media. Right now, we only have Instagram, but um. Our YouTube platform is Interstellar Introspections. Like, this name is very unique in the fact that nobody really has it. So even our website domain is that. Like, it's very special to me because a lot of things that are, like, space themed are already taken. So the fact that this wasn't, very proud of that. So, yeah, Spotify, Apple Podcast. Um, if you guys have Anchor, I think that is in association with Spotify. So we're on that, too. I don't really focus on that much because a lot of people don't have that. But that is our uploading platform that we use for our podcast. So we're on that as well. Um, Instagram, we did just create a website, so that is also, you know, in our link, in our bio on Instagram, also on our YouTube, and uh, yeah, so if you guys want to just head over there, subscribe, if you like us, leave a review, comment on our YouTube, you know, some thought-provoking conversations you might want to have. There is a forum. That would be awesome. There's a forum on our website, actually. You can send us a message, and we will talk about the conversations that you guys wanted to talk about, so you guys can have a little bit more control. Which is very scary. My face kind of just got a little scared. I don't know how I feel about all that. Wait, just wait a damn minute. But, but it'd be like fun. That. Yeah, it'd be really fun. fun. But um, thank you guys so much for listening. Thanks, uh, guys. Celine, thank you for joining us. If you guys notice, this is the second episode and Celine's been having me on. And we actually have a script for another episode we're going to record tomorrow with Celine. With Celine. So you know That's what that means. Like I said in my last episode, hop in her DMs. Tell her to just... Don't hop in anybody's yeah, DMs. Yeah, I literally told them in the last episode, I said, just hop in Celine's DMs and just gently tell her, become a permanent co-host. Permanent co-host. But anyway, thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, I really hope you guys... Enjoy oh, your week. Wait, um, do you have any thoughts, wrap-up thoughts? I didn't even let you talk. No, I think that was it. This was a lot of thinking today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, imagination. Yeah, now Celine like, has to do a bunch of schoolwork and she has an exam later. Her I'm brain's ima- probably fried. I'm going to imagine I'm doing it and hopefully it just <laughs> happens. It just happens. I'm going to imagine I pass this chem test later, guys. Can you imagine with me? <laughs> It'll <you>. actually happen. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this ride and I hope you had a stellar time. Bye. Bye.